0: Hello and welcome back to the P.A.L. with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. We're in Season 2, using Pirkei Elvus' Treasury and Ethics of the Fathers, Pirkei us in Chapter 1, Paragraph 7, Perak Aleph Mishnah, Zayin. We're going to read the Mishnah and then some comments. Again, with all the holidays that we're dealing with, we're trying to do when we can. It's not going to be as often as we used to, but bleen Nender, blee Nender, once the holidays are done, we're trying, trying, trying to do about four per week on the weeknights. So let's go and see what it says here. Nittai Ha'arbele. And questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTee at Yahoo.com. Nittai Ha'arbele Omer. Nitai of Arbel says, mishachin ra, distance yourself from a bad neighbor. the chaver la rasha, do not associate with a wicked person. The yoeish and do not despair of retribution." So let's read some some comments. Nitai of Arbel says, "Distance yourself from a bad neighbor. One should keep away from a bad neighbor, so as not to learn from his actions. Alternatively, one should stay away from him, so as not to be caught in the path of the retribution that will befall the evildoer," as the sages told. But in the 12 12:6, woe to the evildoer, woe to his neighbor. A practical example of this is that the the tribe of Reuven got involved in the dispute of Korach and Moshe. If you remember from the Torah, from the Bible, Korach challenged Moshe, and he challenged Moshe of, of nepotism, of him and his brother taking the powers. A position for themselves god forbid which of course was not the case and he challenged him with different questions some commentators say he asked about the prayer shawl and if it was fully blue did it need a blue string and somehow the neighboring tribe of Reuven got involved so they say woe to the na- the russia woe to the evildoer woe to the neighbor because Reuven really didn't have any part of the dispute nobody should have disputed to begin with but why did Ruven even go Didn't matter to them who the leaders were, who the rulers were. They just got swept up in the evilness and then they came. But on the converse, a good neighbor a good person who can influence the others, that's what you should look out for so Moshe was a lady, the people who follow him, the Levim, are influenced by him, so try to have a good neighbor be influenced by him, to first yourself, sort of use these words in a more practical sense distance yourself from an angry, arrogant, or jealous neighbor, for you are bound to be damaged by his company and Rav sees this as advice to those looking for a place to live, to inquire about the neighbors is as important as investigating the living conditions themselves, Rav Yehuda Lima, takes note of the usage literally remove in a trans- transitive form rather than which means distance yourself one is obligated to remove others meaning potential neighbors from the sphere of influence of an evil resident by warning them of his presence. Do not associate with a wicked person, any association with the wicked is considered detrimental even if one does not learn to imitate their actions. The exposure itself causes a negative influence to rub off as much as one who enters the house of a tanner absorbs the foul odor even if he takes nothing from the house. Rav from Pirkei to 25. There's a difference between Russia and Shachin Rai's, to Israel says. A Russia is someone who sins but does not induce others to sin. Therefore, there's no special need to distance oneself from him as long as one does not act Associated with him, tis chaber. A bad neighbor, on the other hand, is one who is remiss in his duties toward God and bad toward people. Such a person not only sins himself but seeks to involve others in iniquity, where thus enjoined to remain completely outside his destructive orbit. The comment on the bottom says, Before it is too late, the mere threat of retribution can often bring people to change their ways. The sages say that the removal of Hashveyosh's ring in the Purim story to seal Haman's edict against the Jews brought about a greater spirit of repentance than all the admonitions of the prophets recorded in Scripture, according to Megillah 14a. But if the threat is not sufficient, it becomes necessary to actually execute the punishments. Thus, the Mishnah warns us not to be apathetic to the threat of punishment, lest God, so to speak, be forced to actually deliver on his threat. Rav Chaim of Lejan offers A parable Smugglers loaded Their contraband Into a casket And feigned a funeral procession But the border guards Were suspicious And searched the mourners Quote unquote In the casket Quoting the act The smugglers began to cry fearful of their terrible fate The guards told them, it's a shame you're crying only now. Had you been crying when you staged the funeral procession, we would never have suspected you. But when we saw that none of the mourners, quote unquote, were crying, we became suspicious. Likewise, if a man reacts to the mere threat of retribution and puts his spiritual house in order, it is unnecessary for God to punish him. But if he does react to the threat, his spiritual situation becomes suspect. As we approach Yom Kippur, the holiest day of the year, when we're recording now, we should keep this in mind, that if Hashem, God, should see our repentance, should see how we feel, shouldn't have the God forbid put anything bad on us the whole year? If He sees that we're truthful and we are remiss in our bad deeds and we feel bad and we're repenting, then hopefully He won't ever have to send us anything to feel this way. We should come at it and we should make ourselves feel better before anything else, God forbid. Do not despair of retribution. One should not look at a successful evildoer and say, I will associate him while his fortune smiles at him, and I'll abandon him when his luck passes. Instead, one should not despair. Ignore the possibility that retribution will suddenly befall the evil one, for eventually his time will come, Robin Ravenu Yona. And don't be deluded into thinking that divine retribution will occur only later in the world to come. Punishment and vengeance may be exacted even in this world. Therefore, do not give up on the certainty of retribution. The Rambam says, and Rashi offers two explanations. Do not rely on your wealth to save you, for recompense is quick to arrive. This thought should instill in man a constant fear in line with the words of Shlomo Hamel, Happy is the man who is constantly afraid. Mishli 28.14 Alternatively, is an independent clause. One should not let retribution cause him to despair. Even if evil comes, one should not give up hope for salvation can arrive quickly. In the words of Isaiah 59.1, the hand of God is not too short to save. Mejr Shmuel quotes Moshe al If one succumbed to his evil inclination and stumbled into iniquity, he should not fall into despair. He should not Overwhelmed by the punishments that await him, and said, to concentrate on repentance. Anytime God forbid we do bad, don't get bogged down and think how bad you are, but try to repent and think towards the future and do what you can in the future. So, from this Mishnah, we realize don't. Go near a bad neighbor, don't associate with a wicked person, don't despair of retribution. Try to find good neighbors, associate with good neighbors, and associate with good people, not wicked people, and make sure to not worry about the retribution, but to do what you can out of love for God and not for fear for God, just so that you can do as much as you can to make the world a better place. Join us next time as we move over to Paragraph. to Mishnahet when we talk about lawyers and litigants and how you should see everybody as innocent and you should go about judging people properly and innocently here on the PAL with Tani G. And we're going to try again after the holidays to get back to doing hopefully, hopefully, God willing, around for a week on the weeknights. But until then, we'll see you God willing here on the PAL with Tani G. And I'm your host Tani G.